another episode of Bet GPT. Today is the NFL preview podcast. We're about, what, five or six days out from the season now. Um, we have opening night Thursday, um, Chiefs against Lions. Slade, you got any bets for that? Are you just ready for the season? How are we feeling? Uh, I haven't even looked at the line, but I know I'm riding with the Chiefs. So I'll, I think it's six. Is it six and a half? I don't yeah, know why right I have that number in my right head. Right now, I think, yeah. Just, just take the Chiefs to cover. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it is, um, it's definitely been kind of a crazy offseason. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, are one of the favorites. They just beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. But um, to kind of break it down, um, we, we put some, some major bullet points of what changed in the season um, to see if who can uh, knock the Chiefs off their throne or kind of what that looks like. So there's five major coaching changes. Um, Slade, I'll start with you on our list here. Which one do you think is the most impactful in terms of they can actually put together a team that competes? The Broncos. It's Sean Payton. Because yeah. I, I think they actually have some talent, and I think Nathaniel Hackett just did such a bad job last year that if somebody comes in and is a little bit competent, that they can actually make a pretty big jump. They, they were in a lot of close games last year. Yeah. Who do you think is a worse coach, Nathaniel Hackett or Urban Meyer? Because we saw some two of the worst head coaches maybe in NFL history. I'll go Nathaniel Hackett as worse because I'll give Urban at least he has the college resume. Hackett's resume is that he's buddies with Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Hackett does because um, he's – is he the offensive coordinator for the Jets? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, part of the offensive personnel, so – um, yeah, uh, in terms of other coaches, we have Jonathan Gannon coming in for the Arizona Cardinals. He seems like quite the character in some of the videos I've seen on Twitter. Um, not sure how motivated the guys are going to be with him, but he's coming over from the Eagles as from their defensive coordinator. Um, which not to say he's, I'm sure he's, 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 he's a fine coach, but that Eagles defense was stacked. Like I'm pretty sure you and I could have put together a pretty decent game plan. Yeah. Uh, with that team um next up we have the carolina panthers your hometown team uh they got frank reich who just spent five years in indy he basically has had really bad um quarterback luck with andrew luck retiring then he had Brissett, phil rivers carson wentz uh, but now he finally has that qb to kind of uh build around so a lot of optimism in town i'll say that um i don't i'm glad the bears stayed away and, and kept fields, but I think I think he has a, a chance to have a pretty big year, Bryce Young. Yeah, I think it'll really just depend on their offensive line because I watched a couple of their preseason games because I know we bet on the under in one of them, and their offensive line was just getting destroyed. So I think if he has time to throw, he'll be successful. Because um, who's he? Who's he got at wide receiver? He, I know well, they traded DJ Moore, so yeah, they got Adam Thielen in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which did anyone else want him? Yeah, he's on. He's definitely on the back <laughs> half of his career. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. And then uh, our last two head coaches uh, in the AFC South, D'Amico Ryan's for the Houston Texans, came over from the 49ers. He was actually a former player. Um, and the Texans, it's kind of been hard to take them seriously because they've had Levy Smith and David Culley as their past two head coaches, and really didn't give them anything to work with. Um, they were kind of just like here you like fill in for the next two to three years and then we'll wait until we actually get 
a real QB, and then that's and then what... they they traded all that future draft capital to trade up for Will Anderson. So which they gave up a lot. No matter what you think of Will Anderson, they gave up a lot. The happiest people on earth, uh, Arizona Cardinals. They don't care if they don't win a game this year. They could potentially have two top five picks, which you can go one of two ways. You can keep Kyler Murray and trade those picks, or yeah, you're shaking your head, or you can kick Kyler Murray to the curb, take Caleb Williams, take Drake May, take one of these top guys and and really build around them. So Caleb, Caleb Williams has a probably a pretty good shot of being an Arizona Cardinal come 2024. What if Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Arizona? He's making $10 million mm. in NIL. Does he have the power to... Um, just say I'm going back to college for one more year. I'll just sit on my 10 million and just like rule the University of Southern California. It is I guess it would depend on how bad the situation is in Arizona. Like if they're playing hard and like there's no off the field crap and they get rid of Kyler pretty smoothly, I don't think he would. Like you're in Phoenix. It's not like he's stuck in Buffalo, you know what I mean? Or Baltimore. Yeah. Like you're in you're in Phoenix. He's from he's living in Cali. It could be worse. I'd be really interested to see if the Rams, who they own their their first round pick for the first time in what seems like ten years, what if the Rams are like pick three? Does he have the power to just be like I'm literally only signing with the Rams? Otherwise, I'm not even going to enter. Can that even happen? I mean, the right trade package, maybe. I, I guess if you if you got offered like Drake May and a bunch of other crap for for that spot instead of Caleb Williams, that's probably worth it. Depending on what you think of Drake May, yeah, it's just it's just hard to gauge because like totally different sport. But the NBA, it seems like most of these players get whatever they want, and in the NFL, some do. But like this is kind of different because he's still a college kid and he's not. Have we seen anybody really do this since Eli? No. No, I was going to say it's been Eli Manning's the last one, I think. I don't know. It's a I, I don't I don't think he's a diva, so I think he would be okay. I mean, going to LA or the Arizona Cardinals, I don't think is a like the end of the world if you're a 22-year-old millionaire. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts. And then last up, uh, we have another rookie QB um, in Anthony Richardson on the Colts, and he's playing under new head coach Shane Steichen. He was the Eagles offensive coordinator. Um, Jalen Hurts kind of perfected his offense last year, and they're hoping to do the same with Richardson. Um, Going into my draft betting last year, it should have been like fairly obvious that they were drafting Anthony Richardson, but uh, unfortunately I bet Will Levis to be picked by the Colts and that as a lot of you know, did not turn out well. <laughs> but that's okay. We'll shake that one off. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Probably Sean Payton has that best chance to succeed. He does have the toughest division out of the five, um, but he has really a strong defense already, and basically he just has to fix Russell Wilson. Um, right. It's It literally comes down to Russell Wilson. Everything else, I feel like they have like wide receivers. They have the defense. It's, it really comes down to the quarterback. Yeah. And if he sucks again, then I feel like you know at that point he's unfixable. You've had multiple coaches, multiple years of this, and you can kind of move off of Russ and give Sean Payton a clean slate. Yeah, and clean slate, that'll be interesting, though, because they, they're not going to be like a bottom five team. They'd be pretty middling. Um, so I don't know what options would be available for them QB-wise. Like I know just – 
quickly pulling up the 2024 free agent QBs. Kirk Cousins at age 36. Uh, Tannehill at 36. Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis. Like, basically the same guys as this past year. Um, I, I don't know. You, you essentially have to just trade up and, and draft somebody, I guess. Yeah, you would have to commit to the tank way earlier than is probably quote-unquote acceptable. Yeah, so a lot we'll we'll find out a lot a lot about the Broncos probably early this year, but um, we can kind of just go straight into the division by division breakdown now, and let's just start in the AFC West. Uh, I know you're a huge Chiefs guy. Do you think um, that they're going to win the division? They're sitting there at minus one eighty, Chargers plus three hundred, Broncos plus six hundred, and the Raiders seventeen to one. Yeah, I already already put money on the Chiefs. I did that like two, three weeks ago. The only other team I think that actually has a legit threat here is the Chargers. I won't, I wouldn't shame anybody if they were riding with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, but until I, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, until I see someone knock them off, I mean, and this isn't just a Mahomes thing. This goes back through Alex Smith, pretty much the whole Andy Reid era. I don't, I think they've won the division like every single year. So until I see them actually get knocked off, I'm going to ride with them. I would much rather be wrong um, by believing in the Chiefs than doubting them. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess you said you weren't going to criticize anyone for doing this, so don't criticize me. I am taking the Chargers to win the division. I just think back to last year, and the Chiefs-Chargers games are always just like classics. Um, they always have one game, it seems like, on like Thursday night football that just ends up being a great game or a primetime game, you know. But – Week two, Justin Herbert fractures rib cartilage and kind of had to deal with that the whole year. Um, obviously, a lot of other things went wrong for them, too. They had some really poor injury luck um, with other players. But I just think with a healthy Justin Herbert, with Kellen Moore coming in to the picture as their new OC, I think that's going to open up the offense. I was listening to a podcast today, and they talked about how uh, the Chargers had the PFF ranked on the 28th best passing offense. Um, so 28 out of 32 teams, you know, he can't get much worse than that. And then his depth of target was the 26th um, best. So he is, he was like throwing, just dinking and dunking down the field. And when you have one of the biggest arms in the NFL, whether you think he's good or not, you can't deny he has a huge arm. So mm -hmm. let him air it out. Um, I think Keenan Allen's going to be healthy all year. Uh, I think Mike Williams will have a good year. Um, they just got uh, Quentin Johnson in from TCU. I'm glad he's he's out of the cult and in LA. Um, they cut Max Duggan. Yeah, they Max Duggan <laughs> did not make the cut. They kept the better TCU player. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just high on I'm just high on the Chargers this year. I think they're going to get it done. But that also kind of has to do with I think that that division is going to beat up on each other is mainly those mainly uh Denver um Chargers and Chiefs maybe the Raiders could steal one just because it's interdivision rivalries but I just think that uh um I guess I'll go out and say it. I don't think any of these teams will be the one seed which is not what we're used to I I've been a vocal skeptic not skeptic of justin herbert i think i've just been more critical of the average person i think i think when someone starts getting anointed before they've really done anything i start to pump the brakes quicker than the average fan might um but i do expect a big year out of him this year i think i do think injuries played a big part in why he struggled last year so i do ex expect a big jump 
from uh, from Justin Herbert, and I I would not be opposed from a fantasy perspective to ride with him either. And I like how you're riding with him this year because last year it seemed like you and Emmanuel Acho were the two biggest Justin Herbert haters all over Twitter. So you know, you know what it comes down to is I get every single year we have the same preseason dialogue. I feel like it's there's a lot of love for for the for the Chargers to beat the Chiefs, and then there's a lot of uh, what's Josh Allen hype or like Josh Allen's better than Mahomes type stuff. And so I'm always just kind of like. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. And I feel like it's panned out for me like three years in a row. Um, and that's why I'm critical of Josh on to an extent too, is everybody wants to find the next best thing. And they're kind of sick of Mahomes. There's like a, a Mahomes fatigue a little bit. And Mahomes is still the best quarterback. And, you know, these other guys have moments, but they don't sustain it the way he does. Yeah, it's and I don't want to go through. I mean, we could debate QBs all day, yeah. but Holmes, <laughs> you know, playing on one ankle, winning another Super Bowl, like that's enough to cement yourself as the best QB for the upcoming year, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So Chiefs or Chargers to win the West? Um, betting wise, I don't think either. Right, you said you you did bet the Chiefs. I did bet the Chiefs. I got them at minus one eighty, but I did have to go with the pretty big unit size just because of those odds. Um, and I want to I want to quickly point out one other thing too. FanDuel has this this special. Have you seen the fifty dollars Super Bowl special? I have not. If you bet fifty dollars on someone to win the Super Bowl, I think you might have to opt into this promo. But you bet fifty dollars, and then you get five dollars back for each win that team has in the regular season, up to ten wins. Um, so for like the last three years, I've bet the Chiefs at fifty dollars going into the year to win the Super Bowl. And then I get $5 back every year or every game they win. So basically it's a risk-free bet. So I hit that last year. Obviously I lost the year before. It, it just feels like a smart play because all they have to do is go 10 and seven and it's a risk-free bet. I yeah. guess you could say that for a couple other teams, but I just want to let all of our fan duel using listeners that I want them to get in on that. Cause I think if you bet on one of those top teams, like I said, risk-free. Yeah, exactly. And that's perfect for recreational bettors like us. We're not trying to, we're not always trying to win like thousands of dollars. Like we're happy, you know, being up or down 50 bucks and just having some enjoyment out of it. Um, We, if we do want to go big, we definitely pick and choose our spots, but I don't think either of us are like, oh, it's a huge game. Like let's throw hundreds on it. That's just doesn't make a whole lot right. of sense. Um, we like, we like yeah, that. that's one of those rare promos where it's like, this is actually a good deal. Like a team could go nine and eight and it's like, okay, worst case you risked $5, jump <laughs> yeah. on it. No biggie. Yep. Okay. Um, next up, let's go to the AFC East. We got the Bills at plus 120, uh, Jets plus 250, Miami plus 290, and New England plus 800. Which this is my favorite division to talk about, I think. From a gambling perspective, I think you could go a million different directions here. At, at different points this summer, I've been on three of the four teams. I, I will say, as of today, at the time we're recording this, what, September 3rd, I am riding with the Dolphins wow. to win the division at plus 290. And that is because I'm, I am gonna, I'm not going to play with scared money. I'm going to bet on Tua staying healthy. I think when Tua's healthy, he's proven he's one of the best, um, you know, five to ten quarterbacks in the NFL. And 
and then you throw in the weapons he has, the defense he has. I like I like their coach. Um, I think you could I, I will never clown anyone for any pick they make on this division. I think you could literally bet all four and have a very valid case for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be really competitive. Um and I'll I'm gonna stick with the Bills. Uh, I'm not gonna I wouldn't bet them at plus one twenty. I think the Bills end up winning it, but it'll probably come down to week 15, 16, 17, 18. Like it's going to be the last month of the season for sure. Someone's going to have to get hot in December. Uh, I think the last week of the regular season is the first week of January. So um, someone's going to have to play well there. Um, AFC North, I think this is another division that could go all four ways. Bengals plus 150, um, Ravens plus 210, Browns plus 400, Steelers plus 470. Um, as you can see, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in them to win the division. I think they're going to be competitive this year, and I think they'll play well. Um, I have them pegged as a wild card team. And assuming Joe Burrow stays healthy, I like the Bengals to win the division. If Joe Burrow is not healthy, um, then I, w- I would take the Ravens to win it because I think Lamar has a pretty big year. Yeah, I want to go back to the last division. I wasn't done yet. I can't believe you didn't you didn't ride with BS on Bill Simmons on the pet, the Pats at plus eight hundred. I can't, but do no, that. I can't. I know, I know. Um, but I, I agree with you on the Ravens. I know you said that's only what if Burrow's hurt, but I'm riding with the Ravens regardless at plus two ten. I want to let our listeners know that is the team that I I think I am riding with this NFL season. I have no. I'm not a fan. I have no affiliation with the yeah, Ravens. Yeah, then. you are. You're a huge Harbaugh man. You love the Harbaugh brothers. <laughs> I love this Harbaugh brother. Okay. The better, better Harbaugh. I think. I think the Ravens are the team that I am circling as my team that I am going to bet a lot on. Whether it's you know for the division, for making the playoffs, for whatever the, some of the individuals, Lamar. Um. My reasoning being they had a top 10 defense last year after the Roquan Smith trade. Uh, Lamar Jackson is healthy. There's how I don't know how many teams you can say in the NFL are going to have a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. Um, they've struggled that the with their weapons the last few years. I think the running back position is finally healthy going into the season. You add Zay Flowers, a first round pick at wide receiver, and then you have uh, Mark Andrews, who's a top three tight end. I think he's number two on the fantasy projections. So I'm riding with the Ravens. I think, I think they've got a little bit to prove, but that's another, that's another fun division. Um, I have the, the Bengals making the playoffs as a wild card. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you're so high on the Ravens. I can see it um, as a Browns fan. That's always, I'm always afraid to play Lamar Jackson just because of his big playability. Um, it's basically him him, Mahomes, and then another position player, Tyree Kill. Those guys are all just like total game breakers. And um, yeah, the Bengals are good, but I don't, I don't know. They just haven't seemed like that dominant of team. They, they seem they always play to the level of their competition. Like they're good for yeah. the Chiefs or Bills, but could pretty much they drop them. like two games a year. You're like kind of like how the how the hell did that happen? Like I think two years ago they lost to the Bears when they were like a five win team. Like they just they just lose these really ugly games, but then they'll go and they'll beat the Chiefs or the Bills. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up we have the AFC South. Um, the Jaguars are the favorites at minus 155. We had Austin Ash on last episode. He likes the Titans at 310. 
Uh, and then the Colts at 550 and Texans uh, plus a thousand round out the division. You got anything here? I followed Ash and I bet the over on the, the Texans seven and a half win total. Um, I can't get with him on this on the plus 310 to win the division. I think I'm still riding with the Jags. Um, at the end of the day, they're still the Jaguars, so I don't have a ton of faith. I have not put any money there. Um, I do think Trevor Lawrence is good. I think he's the real deal. I have I have belief in him, so I think that's where me and Ash differ. Um, so I'm I'm riding with the Chiefs at what mi- minus one fifty five. The Jags minus one or the Jazz Jags yeah minus one fifty five. It'd be if the Chiefs were in the AFC South and <laughs> seventeen and zero. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, speaking of seventeen and zero, I was looking at the odds for that. The Chiefs and Eagles are thirty five to one to go undefeated. Bills, Niners, Bengals, sixty-five to one. I think the Cowboys are like eighty to one. What price would you need for a team to go undefeated? Any of them? Over a hundred to one. Yeah, I was gonna say I, there's too much can go wrong. The extra week added in. Has it happened in our life? I think the last team to go undefeated was the the Pats. It, it, no, well. They lost in the Super or the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess I yeah. was that. Is that bet including the playoffs, or is it just the seventeen games? It's just the seventeen games. Okay, yeah, so then, so then the Pats would have been, but that was also a sixteen-game season, so it's a little yeah. different. I think the last undefeated team was the Dolphins. Um, they had, I remember they had Larry Zonka as their running back. I think that was in the eighties. Um, but yeah, I think that was also only a 12 game season or 1972. They went 17 and won the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, that's the only team to complete an unde- a fully undefeated season in NFL history. Um, 14 in regular season three, no in the playoffs. So it's only 14. Um, I feel like that's just, uh, that's just throwing your money away. So we'll stay away from that. Um, but looking at the AFC as a whole, I'll just go through my one through seven here. I have the bills winning the AFC. My two, I have the Jaguars. I think that there's six games against the division. I could easily see them going 6-0. and And if we think all the other divisions are as competitive as we think they're going to be, um, it'd be pretty easy for the Jaguars to kind of sneak up there or even get the one seed, which I do want to say the one seed is so important um, in like your Super Bowl chances because only one team gets a bye now. I think this is like the third year of it doing that. It used to be one and two. But that buy can be huge, and then obviously you have home field. Um, three seed, I have Chargers. Four seed, Bengals. Five, Chiefs. Six, Dolphins. Seven, Browns. Um, and then the just missed would be the Patriots, Ravens, and Steelers. So um, I know you're a little bit different because you have the Ravens winning the division. I yeah, I have the Ravens winning the division, and I have the Dolphins winning their division. So ours are going to look a lot different. I rode with the Chiefs. I don't. I like. I know I told you guys I like the Ravens, but I don't think I can put them as the number one overall seed in the AFC. Um, and the Dolphins, I think they're going to have some tough games that'll hurt their schedule. I mean, you you you've actually made me second guess this a little bit with the with the Chargers talk, but um, I don't know. I don't have any bets on seeding, so it's not something I really put a ton of thought into. Yeah. Um, I just I just picked my division winners and we'll kind of run with it from there. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you have Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, Jags yeah. in the division, and then the and wild. Then, yeah, my wild card teams are the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Bills. Who all three are, are pretty good, but those are the teams that kind of have getting maybe upset for the division. And the Chargers, I have as just a really good team. No love for the Browns. 
I look, I I think Deshaun Watson is going to look a lot better this year. Um, I don't think what happened, how we looked at the end of last year, was necessarily reflective of his talent. I think if you look at his entire career, I, I, unless like he just like is totally in his head since off the field stuff. If you look at his entire career, he's his he's just a much better player than he showed. So I think the the uh, the Browns actually do have a decent shot to make the wild card. It's just that division you already have the Ravens, the Bengals, and then the Steelers finished the year like what seven and two with yeah. Kenny Pickett. So their their schedule is going to be pretty brutal, but I, I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, I I mean I have them as the last team in, so it's it's going to be close. They're going to have to win win some tough games for sure, and they haven't done that in the past. So. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, in terms of the NFC, though, um, it's funny. I feel like we just talked about a bunch of really strong teams. Then you go over to the NFC, and it's just a bunch of like, yeah, it's a couple teams, and then a bunch of blah. Yeah, um, so I think NFC, I think we have a very similar thought. I guess just from talking to you, I think we have a very similar thought on the NFC. It's kind of the Eagles and the 49ers and everyone else. Is that is that how you see it? Yeah, I, I think so. In terms of making it to the Super Bowl, yes. Uh, a lot depends on Brock Purdy um, to see if he's actually a legitimate NFL QB. The Seahawks were plus 650 to win the division like two weeks ago, and they're down at plus 200, uh, whereas the Niners are minus 165. And then probably the two worst teams in the NFC, Rams 10-1, to Cardinals 27-1 to to win the division. Um, I do think the Niners end up winning, but the Seahawks could be a sneaky team. I just yeah. don't have a lot of faith in Geno Smith at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess I just don't see a Super Bowl contender from the NFC South, and I don't see one from the NFC North. So that really just leaves the East and the West. Um, so that already right there kind of eliminates it down to like three or four teams in my head when talking about like a Super Bowl representative. Yeah, and like the South... Saints plus 130, Falcons plus 210, Panthers plus 360, Buccaneers plus 750. I would probably lean the Saints just because they have the best quarterback with the most experience. Um, yeah. They have some good weapons. Like, I don't know how you can bet the Falcons and, like, have a lot of faith in Desmond Ritter when you don't even really know what he is. Yeah, I would say the Saints are the only team that's somewhat unknown because of Carr. The other two being the Panthers and the Falcons have that potential, but you would be banking on Bryce Young being really good as a rookie and the Falcons with Desmond Ritter and Bijan Robinson just kind of taking the next step, um, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying I don't we haven't seen anything to date to have a strong opinion. I think Any, if anybody is saying they feel really good about this or that, they're probably blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, next division, NFC North. Um, your Chicago Bears are plus 430. Packers plus 350. Vikings plus 260. Detroit Lions plus 185. I'd say the vast majority of people are on the Lions plus 145. They've kind of been the media's darling pick. Um, they Everybody likes them. I'm, however, taking the Packers at plus 350. I know you don't want to hear that. Um, I just think that they have one of the better rosters in the division, and I think Jordan Love is actually going to be just decent. I don't think he's going to be bad, and I think just a 
decent amount of QB play is going to be enough to, to win this division. Yeah, I think the division being bad is the best selling point. I think sometimes my view of like, because I don't think the Packers are good. They're not winning a Super Bowl. They're not getting to the Super Bowl. Nothing like that. But I think sometimes I have to remind myself how bad this division is. Um, I don't think the Packers really did anything this offseason to get better. I mean, they let Rodgers go and Lazard go, and I don't think they had any significant free agent signings. Um, I think they had a good draft pick in Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. But, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily moving the needle in terms of the division. Um, I I don't know what to pick. I do have money on the Bears, but I'm a fan. I'm biased. I um, I got it at plus 430, like you said. Um, the Bears' offensive line has a lot of issues. They are missing their best offensive lineman for at least the first few weeks, and then one of their best, biggest signings of the offseason hasn't really practiced. So when I watched, like, and they had one of their preseason games where no one played. Like, they sat, like, 25 of their top players. So I haven't really seen anything, and I, I can't sit here and tell you guys, like, I feel super good. But I do think there's some value at four, plus 430 because I just don't think the division is that good. And if if I'm looking through this with an optimistic Bears lens, the second half of the season last year, they lost a lot of games. They were trying to lose. And the offense was putting up like 30 plus points and giving up like 40 points. Yeah. It seemed like every week we were losing like 38, 35. And it was like, well, at least Justin played well, but we lost. And um, I think they did make some defensive upgrades at linebacker with Tremaine Edmonds. TJ Edwards came over from the Eagles. A couple, couple of their draft high draft picks went towards the defensive line. Um, so I'm, I put money on the Bears, but... Again, I'm not confident in that. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, just like with any of these, I'm not. I know you have money on the Chiefs, but I'm not personally betting any division. I'm I'm gonna wait. I think probably two or three weeks because FanDuel is gonna have these division odds up every single week. So if you don't feel totally great about something, you're still have some unanswered questions. I would probably just advise you just to wait. There's no rush at all to do this. Like the Packers are playing the Bears week one. So yes. the winner of that game, um, their odds are obviously going to shift. But that's, I mean, it's going to tell you a lot. Kind of. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I put a very small amount on the Bears at plus 430. I The only reason I did the Chiefs is because I felt like if the Chiefs start off like 3-0, it's going to get to like minus 360 real quick. Yeah. Um, that won't be the case for the Bears. I just put a little bit on there to get in the game, you know, to live a little bit as a fan. Um, but yeah, I think week one is going to move the division odds a ton. And I think you're going to learn a lot about both teams, not just the Bears, but also what Jordan Love looks like. The Bears defense isn't great, so he's probably going to look decent. Um, yeah. But if, if I had to pick somebody and odds are out of the picture, I'm probably looking at the Lions. I just, it seems really weird to bet the Lions as a favorite when they've sucked my entire life and they have Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff has one good season and everyone just thinks he's going to repeat again. I actually think he's going to have another pretty good year, but there's just always going to be limitations with him. Um and he was the number one pick for a reason. Like he has great tools. He's going to have glimpses of like being a superstar, but he's not going to be able to do it for a full season. You saw when he went to the Super Bowl four or five years ago, 
the Patriots just totally took him out of the whole game, and then he throws an interception to Gilmore late in the fourth uh, to kind of lose it. So, yeah, the Lions taking Jameer Gibbs or whatever in the first round was still one of the biggest head scratchers of the draft for me. They Dan Campbell, their head coach, just said that, or no, their offensive coordinator, I think. Someone on their staff was just like, we're going to use him in ways that no one thinks we're going to. So I don't know if that means he's going to be a bell cow and you need to get him in fantasy, but they still have David Montgomery on their roster, who was from the Bears last year. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to eat up quite a bit of goal line touches at least. So we'll, we'll see if that's if he's kind of fabricating that a little bit or if that ends up being true. Um, but with our last division here, um, kind of what I'm going to look to do, I think, is I want to identify divisions where there's two teams. I think that will one of the two teams will end up winning it, and I'm going to try to get plus money on both of them. I think the NFC East is a good division to do that with the Eagles minus 115, Cowboys plus 175, Giants plus 700, Commanders plus 1300. Um, just straight up looking at these numbers, I don't think the Giants or Commanders have a realistic chance. I think the Eagles and Cowboys are going to be two really good teams. And I didn't touch on this when you asked me about the two best teams being the Niners and Eagles, which I agree with, but the, I think the Cowboys are the third team. Um, they just have such a strong defense. Um, Mike McCarthy, I think limits them. There's only so many watermelons he can smash pregame to help them get them amped up to win games, um, which was just absolutely ridiculous. But the Cowboys are sitting there at plus 175, the Eagles minus 115. I think the Cowboys um, betting them early in the year at plus money and the Eagles betting them uh, at plus money you can secure some value, hopefully sometime this year. Um, but I, I don't really know who wins that division. It's, it's hard to replace both your coordinators and have to do what the Eagles do, but they also have such a talented roster. Um, they basically have the whole Georgia defense on their team say they got the best player in the draft at like pick nine or whatever yeah Jalen Carter yeah so um yeah that'll be are you leaning Eagles I'm assuming I I took the Eagles to win the division because I haven't seen a I just think that they're the most well-rounded team um I agree with you on the Cowboys I have the Cowboys as my third best team in the NFC and I have the Seahawks as my fourth um so, so are you are you putting money in the Eagles now, or you're just doing the Giants now, or the the Cowboys now? I'm gonna do the Cowboys, I think, um, in Week One or Week Two after the, one of those. Okay, and and I also want to mention that for it seems like the the Lions are the media's darling. I think whatever the opposite of that is, I think that's kind of what the Giants are. It seems like everyone's hating on the Giants or kind of off that bandwagon. I don't yep. think they're gonna win the division either, but I don't know what they really did to fall off as hard as people are acting like i know the danny dimes contract is a little prohibitive in terms of like free agency um but they did bring back saquon i don't know i just think that if you thought that brian dable was a good coach last year i don't know what would have changed coming into this year i think a lot of people just thought they were really lucky last year kind of like the vikings yeah the, the one of the luckiest teams in nfl history uh, basically, there's some articles coming out that the Giants are due for regression. Um, they had three comeback wins at the last second. Um, they yeah. had great luck on third and fourth down conversions, um, which I say luck. You know, they obviously worked hard on those plays, and offensive line did their job uh, to get those to get those yards and, and convert it. But 
stuff like that, I just think will regress back to the mean. And I would lean the Giants season wins under, but it's already been bet so far down that you, there's no value to be. Made. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the Giants and the Vikings look like. Like that was a playoff matchup not that long ago, and everyone's kind of out on both. I know we are. I mean, we basically just didn't even mention them in the NFC North discussion, and they won. They won 14 games last year, and I don't think their off season was anything noteworthy either way. But sometimes a quiet off season is a good one. But um, it just seems like everyone's kind of out on those two teams. And would it really, really surprise me if the Vikings won the division? Not really. I'm not betting on it, but I'm just saying, like, to act like they're the potentially the fourth best team in that division is almost kind of comical yeah so for the nfc um we have pretty similar rankings i have eagles one niners two packers three saints four cowboys five seahawks six and then lions seven um basically i think you just have the nfc north flip-flop yeah i have those flipped um god i yeah, I think otherwise we're we're pretty similar outside of that. Yeah, so for you, I guess the Lions would be three, and then whoever the next best team, the NFC North, probably grabs that last spot, whether it's the yeah. Vikings or, or Bears. You could you could talk me into all four for that second spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get into our AFC and NFC picks uh, to win the conference, and then if you have any Super Bowl picks, um, okay. I I'll let you go first. Defer to you. Um, I think, man, I, I'm, I have, there's a potential that mine goes really sideways. If I, if I rode my, like part of me is saying, thinking like the Ravens and the Dolphins are my AFC, AFC champ, but I'm like, those are two of the most injury prone quarterbacks in the whole league. Yeah. Um, I think Ash made a convincing case with the bills. And so I, he kind of got me think leaning that way, even as a wild card team. Um, but I'm going to run it back with the chiefs, but I I'll say, I'll say, I don't know if I have them winning the super bowl. Um, I, I think the 49ers are going to make the super bowl this year. I, it's not even cause I think Brock Purdy is good. I don't even think there's, it'd be crazy to see Sam Darnold get some actual, uh, meaningful reps. I just think that they're that talented. Um, I don't know. I haven't bet on anything for the Super Bowl other than the Chiefs at for that FanDuel promo. But I don't even know if I answered the question. I really don't know. All right, so you, in the AFC, you have, you said the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Chiefs. Those are my top three teams okay. for the for the AFC yeah. and the okay. Bills. That's fair. I am going elsewhere. I'm taking the Chargers. Um, I put a small bet on them to win at 22 to one. They're at 21 to one right now. I think it's gonna be them against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So I'm thinking about betting the Eagles as well, or I might just bet like an exacta to have both those teams play each other. Uh, FanDuel has basically every single combination possible, which which is pretty cool. So you can get some pretty big numbers. Um, if you have some conviction and it's kind of nice to be sitting on like an 80 to one ticket when you have two teams still left and they're like in their respective divisional round of the playoffs. Um, so you can always look to hedge that as well. 
Yeah. Uh, so you're so you have the winner as the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers over Eagles. That, that's that's what I'm feeling right now. But I, okay. I can see the Eagles beating the Chargers. But I feel pretty good about both those teams having a good chance make to make the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm gonna lock in an official pick. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs to win it again, um, and I'm gonna have them beating the 49ers. That's my official pick. Is nice. that a rematch? It's a rematch from 2019. Yeah. 2019. That okay. game, that game potentially saved the world from COVID nineteen. If you didn't know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, if the Super Bowl parade was in uh, um, for the Forty ers uh, supposedly that could have made the pandemic a lot worse. I remember oh, San Francisco, I bet. Yeah, so shout out Patty Mahomes for that one. Um, yeah, so we'll keep tabs on that. Um, it's it's just so hard at the beginning of the year, and there's so many injuries that can pop up um the trade deadline i think that cooper cup and aaron donald are going to become available those are two huge playmakers we got chris jones for the chiefs um all of these uh cleveland browns players have been tweeting at him today so i'd love to scoop him up uh, and take him away from the yeah chiefs. i would love him too and that's another thing too is if the chiefs lose him their defense did you see that stat the chiefs defense with him off the field like the difference between him on and off the field, the like yards per carry they allow or something goes to like 28th in the league. Like they are a drastically different team without him. So like that would probably change my mind a little bit, especially depending on where he goes. If it's to another contender. Um, he doesn't necessarily get a lot of sacks. It's just so much pressure. He clogs up the middle, stops the run game. Like you said, so he's just, like, I, I just hate ball. every team in the NFC. When I look at them, like you're probably right that it's the Eagles. I just don't really care for the Eagles. It's just when you look at them, it's like none of these. Like, am I really gonna pick the Cowboys? Am I really gonna pick Geno Smith? I know it's, it's like a people lot of, are gonna clown me for saying the 49ers, but like, look around at my options. It's a lot of teams where you can see them having a pretty good regular season, but yeah, I can't, I can't back the Cowboys or Seahawks in the playoffs. I can't, I can't. No, and it's like it can CMC stay healthy for a year. Is Brock Purdy the real deal? What if Sam Darnold has to play? I'm really just riding with the team that I know has a legit defense, legit weapons, and a head coach that has played has had playoff success. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of going off what you just said, um, the NFC kind of being a little bit weaker. I do have some to make and miss playoff bets, and because the NFC is so weak, I'm betting on the Seahawks to make the playoffs minus one fifty. I think they're only going to have to win ten games. Um, I think they can do that. And I will not be betting on them to do anything in the playoffs. I just think they're going to sneak in. They could even win the division. Like I said, their odds move from like 650 to 2-1. to one. Um, And then I also have, staying in the NFC, I have the Falcons to miss the playoffs, mine, minus 125. I'm not a Desmond Ritter believer. I hope he proves me wrong. I have nothing against him, but I, I need to, to see it to believe it. And then one team that we didn't talk about much on this episode, but we have in the past. Um, I'm sure you're with me on this. Jets to miss the playoffs plus 105. I think they're all hype. Division's way too tough. I, I don't see it in year one. It's the offensive line. That's all it is for me. If they, if I knew that they had the Eagles' offensive line, I'd be singing a totally different tune. Yeah, they can't yeah. block. You have a 40 year old quarterback. Your best running back just it's coming off a torn ACL. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to block. Yep, yep. The do you have any playoff bets, or do you want to shift over to the awards market and break those down? Um, 
No, I don't. I don't have any playoff bets. The only thing is, I, I fo- like I said, I followed Ash on the minus or the over seven and a half for the Titans, um, but I'm not betting the playoff stuff with them. I'm because I think you know eight wins is definitely in play, and I don't think that gets you in. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, for the awards market, we can just rapid fire through this. Um, these odds are up all year as well. Um, we've broken down the MLB market the past month, and the line movement has been crazy. So don't feel like you missed out on a number. Um, you can probably get a better one as the season goes on uh, for most of these guys. Uh, for MVP, I'm looking at Herbert and Mahomes, um, the two best QBs and two of the best QBs in the AFC. Um, offensive player of the year I more think of that as a non-QB award so the best skill position player I think uh, Tyreek Hill um, is going to be uh, a great wide receiver this year as as well as Amonra St. Brown for the Lions I think those guys are going to put up huge numbers um, so I will have some bets uh, some prop bets on those guys we'll get to in a second Uh, defensive player of the year uh, Micah Parsons plus 450 Um, that's pretty chalky, but I think he deserved to win last year and Bosa took it away from him. Uh, comeback player of the year. I'm currently holding a Sam Darnold 50 to one. Um, So you think that there's a chance Purdy isn't going the whole year too? Oh, I did this two months ago and I didn't think Purdy was going to be ready. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see though. I mean, he, he could get hurt again, but I don't know. I, I think, I think whoever whatever quarterback is is in there other than trey lance obviously now that he's gone um i think all those guys would play pretty much the same in that offense shanahan kind of gives them gives them a good game plan they just have to go out and not throw interceptions um but demar hamlin is the favorite he probably just needs to like make one play this year i don't know he made he made he made the 53 man roster which is good i'm not sure how that yeah, was I'm not confident he's even on the roster the full 17 weeks. Does he have to be though? What if he just plays I, like two games? I mean, that's true. I don't know. I it's going to be an emotional vote type situation, but yeah, it's hard to bet on something that's like this is all based off of, you know, a human subjective thing because I don't think in terms of play on the field, it's not obviously going to be warranted. Yeah. Um, I don't have any coach of the year bets, but one person I wanted to look at was Mike Tomlin. If you if you're high on the Steelers, which I personally, I think they'll just be around a 500 team. If you think that they're going to win 11, 12 games, I think he's definitely going to win coach of the year. Um, that I don't know. I the coach of the year is so hard because it's just like what's one team that was not great the year before, kind of on the cusp and turned elite. Um, I see you have Mike Frabel listed at thirty to one because that, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's mainly for uh, for Ash. If like if you're if you're a believer in what Ash was preaching last episode, then Vrabel at plus three thousand feels like another way to kind of follow follow that play. Yeah. Um, uh, so, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say I with the MVP stuff. I I've read something that if you bet Mahomes to win the MVP every single year you would be up like a ton of money or it, it's it's like either that or the Super Bowl. So it's like, it, it is chalky a little bit, but it's profitable and it's, and it's, you know, we've seen what's happened. So 
Um, I, I would put a little bit there. I also just being consistent with my Ravens play. So you kind of were consistent with your teams. You had the Chargers making a run. I have the Ravens kind of making a run. So I have Lamar at plus 1600 or 16 to one Yeah, for MVP. Um, he's 22 to one for the offensive player of the year. But like you said, that's usually not a quarterback who wins it. So I, I would stay away from those awards uh, for the comeback player of the year. I had a couple names that stood out to me. I haven't played either one, It's but it's Michael Thomas. Um, if you believe that the Saints are going to have a big year, I'm sure he's going to get some numbers. Um, and then Russell Wilson, if you're a Sean, if you believe in Sean Payton and the stuff he's doing, but I feel like they'd have to win the division. And that's plus 2,500. I don't, I would stay away from that one, but there really isn't a ton of great options that I saw on that list. I do think the Hamlin factor is kind of, weighing on some of these numbers a little bit some of these odds a little bit yeah i Um, think that these these markets are kind of another way to bet um divisions so instead of betting the broncos to win the division at like i don't know what were what were the broncos the broncos were uh six to one you might as well bet russ comeback player of the year 25 to one or better yet uh, Sean Payton to win coach of the year you're going to mm-hmm. get better than six to one odds and if they do win the division he's probably going to win not necessarily Russell Wilson but Sean Payton would so there's definitely some correlation uh, yeah there. Sean Payton is second best odds for coach of the year at like 14 to one that's the only reason I didn't really mention him but if I think whoever wins the NFC North I think that coach could end up having a case like the media already loves Dan Campbell. If like Dan Campbell win, if the Lions live up to the, like some people's hype, or like if the Bears or the Packers win the division, I think you'd see a lot of people like giving Eberflus or Lafleur their flowers for that. Um, anytime a team kind of beats expectations, that's when you get that Coach of the Year award. I mean, Matt Nagy wasn't the best coach, but he took a team from like. I guess five line, like five, predicted like five wins and he took them to like 12. So people were like, Oh, we got to bet him. He got fired 18 months later. But um, needless to say, I, I have not placed any bets on the coach of the year. Um, I think that one's I probably wait a little bit. Um, the offensive rookie of the year, I'm going with Bijan at plus 300. He's the favorite, but if I've learned anything about these rookie of the year stuff, like look at baseball, the two favorites coming into the season are both going to win. Uh, Bijan kind of has a similar profile to me as Saquon when it came to like him in this award and he won the rookie of the year. So I I'm riding with, with Bijan at plus 300 and then defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I think with defense, a lot of times people want to look at numbers and like Jalen Carter at plus 550 as a defensive tackle, he could be amazing and just not put up stats. So I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of staying away from him. I think Joey Porter at plus 3,000, I think, is decent value. He's going to come in. He's got the NFL pedigree from his father. Like He's not going to be scared of the moment. But um, and if you're an Iowa fan, you know maybe sprinkle a little bit on Jack Campbell at plus 2,000. Lucas Van Ness is also plus 2,000. Actually, I think Campbell is down to like plus 1,800 or something like that now. Um, he's had a really good camp. Dan Campbell, their coach, is saying that Jack Campbell um, had a really good Really good camp and is ready to go. He's gonna. If there's anything you know about Jack Campbell, it's that he's gonna get a ton of tackles. So sometimes having those counting numbers, I think, and can help a little bit. 
So in terms of how I feel about Jack Campbell, I think that he is um, just a guy who's going to play a ton of snaps. I think he'll be super consistent in that regard. So having him in 18 to one isn't a terrible bet. Um, Just me personally, all these awards, I'm kind of just like looking at guys that I'm thinking about betting. I haven't placed any of these yet um, just because I just think it's so early and I think I'm just going to stick with Tyreek Hill 20 to one and Amonra St. Brown at 31 offensive player of the year. I'll put those in and, and kind of just work from there. Um, and then Jake, it's just one other thing I want to point out. I like Bijan three to one. I just feel like that's a little short. Um, so I'm looking at Anthony Richards yeah. at eight to one and Jordan Addison 16 to one. Yeah, I haven't, I didn't bet the Bijan three or three to one. I think that's just, if I had to pick something, that's what I do. Um, yeah. I think he's I think he's far and away the favorite. But yeah, I mean those odds aren't great. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so that's kind of a breakdown of the awards market. Um we'll keep an eye on that as the season goes on. Um do you have any other particular bets you want to get into um before I go into a couple of mine? Um no, I I don't really have a ton of player props. I think I have a Kelsey um, number of touchdowns over, but I don't even have that off the top of my head. It might have been like ten and a half, somewhere like that, something like that. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I could I could see Kelsey um, as long as he stays healthy, and he's never had injury questions in the past, so he should be fine in that regard. Yeah, I think he's I think he's projected second most touchdowns coming into the year, so I, I thought it was a fair play. Yeah. All right, so. Just to kind of recap this podcast, we've we looked at the divisions. We have a couple small bets. Um, we I obviously have the Chargers to win the Super Bowl small bet. Um, all that kind of leads up to my season prop bets, and these like I made legitimate bets on these, um, so I feel very strongly about them. Um, so I'm just rapid fire go through these real quick, and we'll make sure to tweet them out um, on our Bet GPT Twitter account as well. But um, as you're about to tell, there's a lot of correlation between what I talked about today and, and these bets. So Justin Herbert to throw over 30 touchdowns, minus 165. Um, I just think their new offense is going to unlock unlock it for him, and, and he's going to throw 30-plus. Uh, same with Tua, plus 170 to throw 30-plus. Um, he's been doing some jujitsu this offseason, so uh, when he gets tackled, he's not going to fall on his head anymore. He's going to do a little roll, and um, he's going to play all 17 games. So uh, I'll take that at plus 170. Plus, just like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, those guys are just going to randomly get like a 60-yard touchdown out of thin air just to add yeah. up the count. Um, so I feel good about that. Uh, looking at last year's guys, um, Mahomes are 41, Allen 35, Burrow 35, Geno Smith 30. Um, those are the only guys to hit the 30 mark. But I think Herbert will get up there and, and, uh, and Tua. Uh, kind of a long shot here. I, I threw a couple dollars on this. Tyree Kill to lead the league in receiving at nine to one. Um, I feel good about that. I think he's super motivated, and it's hard to guard him and Waddle as long as Waddle's healthy. They're not going to be able to double team Tyreek as often as they'd like. Um, so I'm going to bet his over thirteen hundred yards at minus one twenty as well. And then there's a prop on FanDuel, uh, Slade. Do you think anyone is going to have over a 1,964 and a half yards receiving? That is the NFL. I know, I know Tyreek. 
I know Tyreek really wants that 2000. And I, who's the other guy Jefferson. that said they want it? Was it Jefferson, Jefferson and Chase, all three of those guys. Um, I'll take the under. I do want to say, I did remember, I did bet uh, Justin Jefferson to lead the league in touchdowns this year. It, it was plus 1,100. But uh, I had a profit boost with FanDuel. They're doing like a promotion, like boosting odds, like 25% boost for uh, pre regular season props if you get them in this week. Uh, so now it's at plus 1,380. Felt, felt pretty fair. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, I kind of have the next tier of wide receivers. I, I bet on them as well. I have Amonra, St. Brown, and Chris Olave, both over 1,050 and a half yards. My notes here uh, just say both these guys are beasts. Uh, I feel like that's all I really need to say. Those guys um, are just super talented. There's going to be a lot of targets headed their way, and uh, I can see them sailing over the 1,050 um, same with Gabe Davis. He's only sitting at 775 and a half yards. Josh Allen's total set at 4,350 yards. Like I don't, where are all those yards going to? They have Gabe Davis as their second wide receiver. So yeah. um, I think he's going to have that. He also had a really bad ankle sprain the second or third week of the year and had to play through it. So he's fully healthy this year. And I heard he's looking good at practice. Um, just like everyone else. I heard he's in the best shape of his life. So what could possibly go <laughs> wrong there? Um, also, one of my books is hanging a Cooper Cup under um, 1,250 yards. I if, if he's actually going to miss a couple games, I'm not sure why I wouldn't be betting that. So if you do have uh, a sportsbook offering you Cooper Cup unders, um, I would take a look at those for sure. And then this one, uh, shifting over to QB Slade, you'll like this one. I have Jalen Hurts over eight and a half interceptions. I think there's going to be a tad bit of regression uh, the Eagles had so many games where they just like pulled away and he didn't have to throw in the second half. I don't think that's going to be the same this year. It's going to be a little bit more competitive, um, but I do. they're obviously still going to win a lot of games, but he, he's going to have to use his arm uh, to help them win, and I just think he's going to throw a few interceptions. So Cool. I uh, So three weeks ago, exactly, I did place uh, a Trevor Lawrence – 30 plus touchdown season at plus 150. That's that's just passing touchdowns. Um, like I said, I, I think the Jags are going to win the division. I am high on him. Um, and then the Travis Kelsey play was 10 plus touchdowns. He had 12 last year and he's hit 10 or more three of the last five years. So that one is minus 125. And then I also put a, a small amount of Justin Fields MVP. Plus two thousand, he's the most bet player for the MVP. Did you know that? Based off the handle and just number of bets. Did you know last year the answer to that question was Trey Lance? Are you serious? Yeah, so good luck. Who the hell was betting him? <laughs> I did actually. I put twenty bucks on Trey Lance to win the twenty twenty two MVP. So also drafted on oh. all my fantasy teams. So um, speaking of fantasy. We uh, want to get into a little bit of, we're going to do a little fantasy segment here. We're about an hour in, um, so we're going to clip this um, and we'll, we'll talk fantasy here um, in our next segment, uh, but we really appreciate you guys uh, hanging around for this NFL preview. We're going to make sure to post all these plays um, on our Twitter. Um, the YouTube uh, will be up shortly after the podcast is out like normal, um, so if you, um, you know, 
can't listen necessarily on your phone, we have the closed captioning up and you'll be able to end the transcription on there. So you'll be able to read off our bets as well. So uh, just trying to make everything as available as possible for you guys. Um, any closing thoughts on NFL slate? Are we good to, good to cap it here? Um, no, I'm, I'm ready. I think, I think it's, I, I, you know, training camp just bores me. So I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. We'll have another podcast later this week. We're actually going to break down the lines for week one, uh, have some picks. So super excited to do yep. that. I've got some picks in already, but I'll save them. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, we'll catch you guys in the next segment. Okay, we have our fantasy football segment coming up. Um, we're going to dedicate a whole episode to this, but we decided against it. We just have way too much strategy uh, that we don't want to give out for free, uh, especially in, in future drafts as well. Um, so we're just basically going to each go five minutes, make this nice and quick. Um, so if you don't play fantasy or whatever, like no worries, you can just skip through this. But for all of you most likely drafting this upcoming week and getting ready for the season, uh, take some notes. Yeah, so I would say both of us are perennial playoff teams, so take that for what it's worth. But um, I think for me, when I think about building my fantasy team, I'm usually starting off with looking at the supply and the demand. There's some years where there's maybe only – a handful of top wide receivers or there's only a handful of top running backs. And I think for 2023 in particular, there's only so many running backs that you can really trust high in the board. I don't know if you feel that way, but that's kind of how I looked at it as I was looking at the board. And I'm like, there's a lot of wide receivers that you could fill in like the rounds three, four and five that I think are not that big of a drop off compared to rounds one and two. So that's kind of how I try to think. It was like, what's the delta between this tier of, of a running back versus this tier of a running back or this tier of wide receiver versus the second tier of wide receiver? And I think this year the gap between the wide receivers is a lot closer than the running backs. Like if you look down the list, like Pollard is running back like six or seven in a lot of rankings. Um, I know that he was kind of the beloved running back in Dallas last year. Um, but I, I personally am staying away. I think he, last year, he got hurt last year. So he's coming off a major surgery in his ankle, for one. And two, they had Zeke last year who took more carries than him. So a lot of people are looking at it like, oh, he's going to get a larger bulk of the carries. And while that's true, I also think they use Zeke primarily for a lot of those difficult yards, those up-the-middle yards. Um, so he's going to take a pounding. And he's not a big guy. Uh, and if you're like, well, maybe they have another like third down back. I'm pretty sure their backup running back is Deuce Vaughn, that little guy from Kansas State. So I'm predicting like Pollard to just get absolutely rocked and probably not injured, injured, but like I think he you can expect him to miss some time or they'll hold him back a little bit and try to keep him fresh. Um, the other running back I don't really love is Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to split some carries with Brees Hall. Um, so that's that's those are two names I'm personally staying away from. Do you have any names you're staying away from? Anybody you you really love, or do you just totally disagree with my strategy? <laughs> no, I think it makes a lot of sense with Pollard. There is a little hesitation on my end too, just because I feel like I don't know if he can actually move the sticks. He's just like an explosive guy, um, so those hard yards will be will be hard to come by. Um, 
So I guess just to put this into perspective, we're in a 10 team league. You have picked 10. I have 11. Picked... Yep. Oh yeah. So I have seven and like, what is that? 12 or 13. And you have, you have yeah. 10. I have 10, 11, you'd be seven and 13. Okay. Yeah. So um, kind of that early second, late first is, is what we're looking at here. Um, I do agree that I think if, if the board doesn't, um, something crazy doesn't happen. Like I'd love a Tyree kill, a big explosive wide receiver, but if I can't get that in the first, um, I will be taking Nick Chubb at seven. Uh, I just think he's a bell cow. He's going to get a ton of, a ton of carries. They're trying to get him involved in the passing game more. And the key to fantasy football is you need to find a running back who can get four targets a game. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he can get three or four receptions, that's huge. We're in half PPR, so it's not as big for us, but especially full PPR leagues, which is why Austin Eckler has been so effective. I'm not as high on him, though. Um, I would pass on Eckler this year. I would pass on Saquon Barkley um, at seven. I would. What about what about Derrick Henry? Derrick, I like Derrick Henry. Me too. I I was gonna say. I was gonna say if you if I had to pick between like a Nick Chubb and a Derrick Henry versus one of those like CD Lamb type wide receivers, I'm taking the running back. Yeah, because if you get past, I'm telling you, if you get past round like two or three without a running back, it is a scrap heap of a lot of blah. And yes. I think Nick Chubb is he's been good the last few years in fantasy, but they don't have that awesome backup running back this year that they've had in previous years. So I think Nick Chubb is somebody who could get an even bigger workload than we've seen in the past. Yeah, they have Jerome Ford as the backup instead of Kareem Hunt. And Ford just got hurt and sprained his ankle like week one of the preseason. So he's not even 100%. Um, Chubb's going to take on the full workload. And like you said, the the middle to late running backs are not great. Whereas like the wide receivers, one guy I really like is Sky Moore for the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to have a huge year. Juju's gone. Like someone has to step up and be the one. I think it's going to be Sky Moore. Um, And I think his ADP average draft position is like in the 80s or 90s I think he's like 86 overall at ESPN so um just a guy like that I think there's just so much more upside at the wide receiver position so I want to lock down proven guys early mm-hmm. uh in the running backs and then kind of take risks at wide receiver yeah uh but in my position I also have an early second so if I don't go running back running back um I think I'm going to take a Monra St. Brown as my wide receiver okay. one uh, he should be there um so you can go ahead and uh not draft him i guess at 10 or 11 <laughs> yeah i i plan on going running backs if possible um josh jacobs at 11 would get a little eh, but the board gets really gross really fast i mean the best running back that'll probably be available in round three is ramondre stevenson and like jonathan taylor we don't even know what the heck's going on with him yeah, I would pick Taylor, but it would it'd be well, in like I would, the sixth or seventh round. I would love to get Bijan, but I don't think he's going to be there at 10. I don't think CMC will be there at 10. I don't even think Eckler will be there at 10. Oh, I think I think you're going to get Bijan. I would take I, I would there. take Bijan and I would take Derrick Henry and if you and it or Chubb. I know you would probably take Chubb, but I would probably take Derrick Henry too. Um, back to back and I'd be I'd be happy with that and then my next few rounds would be all wide receivers my next three picks probably Um, when would you consider taking a quarterback I was just gonna ask you I will be taking uh, one of Josh Allen Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes if available in the third round 100% 
100 percent i will be taking i was gonna say it for me i don't think my because my third round pick is gonna be like pick 30 i don't expect any of them to be there so i've just kind of like my next three are all wide receivers because if i'm not getting one of those top three running backs that's when that like delta between tiers comes in and it's like the fourth best qb is who and i don't know if the gap between four and seven is that big the next the qbs in your range will be lamar um Herbert I like Lamar. and Burrow. I I like Lamar. Can you take Lamar at 30 though? I I I I guess I'd have 30 you have to. one, you but I probably to, have to. you would have to. Yeah. Um I would I would have to personally yeah. I don't like that because I was gonna take uh Lamar in the fourth, which would be a three picks after you. So if you end up taking him at 31, 32, I can't get him at 34. Um, then I'm gonna have to redo my whole draft plan on the fly. But well, that's, a, that's then, the thing about hey, fantasy. How about this? I'll take I'll take uh, Lamar because that's I'm I'm riding with the Ravens, and you can take Herbert since you're a Chargers guy this year. <laughs> I could do that, I suppose. I I just feel like that's so early. I don't know because I'm also a proponent of waiting on the QB if I don't like what I find, and uh, this is kind of gross, but I might just stack Tua. Um, like if I get Tyree Kill in the first, I think I'm definitely taking Tua. Um, if I can't, if nothing goes my way, I might just end up with Daniel Jones, who was QB nine last year, which is really gross. But he's QB nine, so just get QB nine again, and I'm still, I should still have some pretty good weapons with me. Yeah, I was gonna say if I'm getting Tua, like if I were you and I'm getting Tua, I probably need to draft a decent backup on the chance that he does get another concussion and is basically done for the year. Um, I'm somebody who kind of gets clowned for p- taking a defense slightly higher, but I do think they matter and I think they get kind of underrated. Um, but you have to be, if you're taking one early, you've got to be getting, you know, an Eagles or a 49ers type defense. Um, I kind of just see the draft as asset allocation. Like if I'm taking a really good defense versus a backup running back and my defense is going to be out there like 11 weeks of the year, that's, that could be a huge difference versus a backup running back who's like in my lineup three times. Um, Did you know that uh, ESPN has the Eagles defense as like the 10th best defense for some reason? Oh, really? I, I wasn't even, I haven't looked at any defensive mocks, I it's guess. Like I just Yahoo, assumed. Yahoo has them second. So uh, uh, yeah, you can have the Niners and I'll take the Eagles later. If you just want to do that. Okay. I guess, yeah, you kind of have to look at what their division schedule looks like. Maybe they think the Cowboys are going to score a lot. Um, I also I just want to add one last thing. Um, I try to be as emotionless as possible when I pick and not try to pick my favorite guys. And I try not to be like, oh, I don't like this guy, so I won't take him or this is a boring pick. Um, I just try to be as strategic as possible. Um, I will use uh, a bat as like a tiebreaker. If I'm really torn between two guys, I'll take the guy I like more, obviously. Um and then I try to have like one fun pick, maybe two fun picks each draft. It doesn't have to be high. It could be late, but I like getting guys that I want to watch. So I try to, I try to get a fun pick in there too. Um, but for the most part, I am picking strictly based off trying to win. That's fair. And I, I basically, my tiebreakers, if they're on a good team, I'd rather have someone who I know is going to have a positive game script um, and, and be in a good chance to succeed. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, I know it's been ten minutes, but um, what's your what's your feeling on the tight ends? You going early, late? 
to be uh, decided. Only, only if it's Kelsey. But the thing is, if I took Kelsey, it would have to be at 11. So I don't think I'm going to see him at 30. Um, Hawkinson, I think, is three. And two is Andrews. You'd have to take Andrews where you're drafting Lamar. You'd have to go 30-31. That's your only yeah, chance. Yeah, I'd have to like package them up at that second. It, yeah, picking 10 is weird. You kind of go, you're like in little blocks like every 10. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to have Kelsey. I think I think I could make an argument for him at 10. I just worry what running back I would get at 30 instead. Well, you don't have to worry about that because I don't know if I'm supposed to be sharing this, but Nicholas Bear is taking Travis Kelsey fifth overall in the league. Oh. It's available. Now, this is getting released after the fact, um, but if these tapes somehow get leaked before the draft, that would be no wonder shame. my chances yeah. of getting a Bijan are better because I got exactly. a tight end going five. Exactly. I, know you're, I know who you're taking likely at seven, and I know who we know who Ash is taking at one. So really. I, I have it all pieced together. I can talk to you offline about it. I can tell you exactly who's going to be available. Who's, who's picking two, three, four? Uh, two is, oh my God, I don't even remember off the top of my head now. It doesn't uh, all even that matter. matters one, is one, CMC two, three, is going to go. Matter. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, Chase and, and CMC. Tyler Ellingson took Justin, or took uh, Jamar Chase, number one overall in his other league, and he's picking two. So Jamar is going okay. two. Three, whoever will take cmc probably yep. four is brady ellingson he'll overthink it i could text him one austin eckler stat and he'll be like i'll take him so we don't have to worry about him he also and, likes the chargers dude we need yeah. the we need the pound the table for brady to take eckler at four i'm praying he takes eckler at four so that we can play this tape for him after at this point it's Please five take him it's 504 on Monday, and I promise this next Bet GPT episode, Brady Ellingson will have selected Austin Eckler, and I will send him a bunch of text messages trying to convince him. So it'll 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 be hilarious. It'll char- just be just like drops subtle hints, be like, I am so high on the Chargers this year. I think yep. they are gonna their offense is gonna lead the league and just just start planting the seed a little bit. Yep. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep everyone updated with that, but um, yeah, if you have any other fantasy-related questions, feel free to shoot us a tweet. Um, we'd be happy to to at least help you out or give give us uh, give you our insight on that. We need so. to do like a start a start sit segment where like people text us or in our mailbag or like yeah. who should I play between, and then it's like you know a wide receiver three versus a running back three type thing. Yeah, that'd be really fun, and also it'd be fun too if. Uh, Maybe next year, once we have a pretty good following on BetGPT, we could do like a listener uh, league. Um, even if it was something crazy, like a 20-team league, um, I think that'd be pretty fun to get everyone involved um, with the pod and, and fantasy. So, uh, But yeah, we really appreciate everyone listening. Um, this has been another episode of BetGPT, so slam that like button, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. Um, hopefully we'll get some merch out to everybody soon. We're talking to some t-shirt companies, getting that going. Um, but yeah, we're just super pumped, uh, for football season. We want to thank everyone for the support and we'll catch you guys next time.